Howdy, folks. Welcome in. This is the Revenge of the Bird podcast. We've got a rapid reaction episode for you, probably about 15 minutes or so. And today we're talking about uh, we finally have an answer to everything that we've been wondering about with the Patrick Peterson situation. Six-game suspension for uh, PED use. Normally four games, but you get two for trying to alter, dilute, or you know, conceal the sample. I'm joined, as always, by my co-host, uh, who's driving right now in Oregon right now, uh, at Johnny Touchdown, John Venerable. John, how are you? I know you wanted to put together something real quick just for to react, at least, to everything that we're seeing right now with this Peterson situation. Yeah, content, content, content for <laughs> you guys who have been asking us about this. We knew it was something money-related, but man, oh, man, I don't think either one of us saw a, a a potential suspension upcoming for Peterson for PEDs. And like you mentioned, Blake, you know it's legitimate because he got an extra – he was only supposed to get four games. But then he got an extra two games for diluting his sample. So he knew what he was taking was wrong and then tried to cover it up. Otherwise, he'd just have a four-game suspension. He could probably plead ignorance and then appeal that four-game suspension and maybe get it sliced down to two games. He made the situation worse for himself, and this raises a ton of question marks, but my initial reaction was the Cardinals, and I know people may still disagree with this, certainly people disagree with this at the time, I would have moved on from Patrick Peterson midseason last year or at the beginning of this offseason, not because he's not a great player, not because I did not see this upcoming, I mean, how could you see this coming, but because the Cardinals are in total rebuild mode, and now you're going to go into the first six games of your season. You're not going to have a top three to five corner in the NFL, certainly your best defensive player outside of Chandler Jones. You've got Byron Murphy. You've got Robert Alford. You're probably going to have to sign somebody else now. But just it just sets the tone for the, the beginning half of your season in which you had a lot of positives. You're trying to put the Josh Rosen story to bed. You still got people calling out Steve Keim in a negative aspect. Rosen doing the interview with, with um, Rich Eisen. You wanted to put that negativity behind you. You got the Murray mojo going, and now this comes to light, and it just it begs the question, Blake, did the Cardinals make a mistake not trading for Peterson or trading Peterson away, uh, you know, trying to redo his contract? Supposedly he wanted uh, additional money from the Cardinals, $4 million roughly, uh, according to, to Gamble, to offset the money he was going to lose during his suspension. I mean, it just it's not a good look for him. His Pro Bowl streak is going to come to an end. Of course, he's made the Pro Bowl every year. He's been in the league eight seasons, so he's ineligible for the Pro Bowl now. Based on that suspension, you, I, don't, I don't think it's going to affect his Hall of Fame candidacy, assuming he finished his career strong, but you never know. Um, and, and so it comes back to the point where this is Kyler Murray's franchise now. You, you've got that, that famous – Kylo Ren Star Wars quote, and I apologize for all the people who are not super nerdy like Blake and I, but it's you have to let the past die now, and you have to move forward with Kyler Murray. It's why I would have dealt him already. It's a distraction. It's a, it's a compound distraction now because you don't think if they even wanted to move him at this point, you can't move him now with the suspension looming. So, like, I'd love to get your thoughts, but that is just my rapid reaction as I'm, you know, digesting the news, you know, two hours ago. Yeah, I think I'd agree. I, I know a lot of our talks that we even looked at was, is this a spot where you trade him? Do you extend him? Like, what was kind of the best answer? I think what this really does, honestly, is it does cast a huge cloud 
over Peterson's legacy in Arizona and especially over the future decisions from the Cardinals. Like, you know, we talked, John, about what would be Peterson's trade value last year. You know, I think some of his talk has went around for the first and the third. There's fans now I know who are essentially incredibly disappointed because as we, as we mentioned, John, he's been kind of throwing the front office under the bus this whole time. And part of that is that he's the one who got himself into this situation in the first place. So what you're looking at is you're looking at Peterson is on a track where he either is going to be kind of going down this, you know, dark road, or he's going to be kind of in a spot where you have to look at the situation and say, you know what, there's other NFL players, even some prominent ones who have had PED suspensions have turned around. It just comes down with their play on the field. We looked at Julian Edelman and Wes Welker over the past few years are just two recent examples. I think Von Miller is another one that was mentioned. The biggest problem is that those guys, you know, they had their suspensions. They went and came back to work. Everything turned out all right. And eventually, you know, the public forgot public was able to move on from it for the most part but Peterson by having all of this additional drama that's being put in it really is kind of casting a black mark and it takes all those reports that he may have been available for trade during the draft takes that to a whole different level as well so I I agree with you John I think the big question the Cardinals fans are gonna have to look with is how does this affect the team for 2019 because you're gonna obviously be looking at Byron Murphy's probably gonna be starting potentially as an outside corner opposite of Robert Alford now Maybe you get to see a look for that. And then when it comes to the 2020 and 2021 season, do the Cardinals even consider extending him? Do you try to trade and get something for him? Or do you just say, hey, you know what? We're just going to go ahead, play with you for the next two years. You'll be 31 at that point. And then we'll just say, we'll let you walk, go to another team. Maybe you even trade him to a team that, <laughs> when you're looking at uh, halfway through the season, at least who wants to kind of get a preview of him. There's a lot of things that could potentially come in, John. But the biggest one I think that you're right about is – is that this takes everything that we thought about a guy who, you know, might be a Hall of Fame candidate and a Ring of Honor type of player, one of the best players you've ever had on your team, and just casts a huge dark cloud over everything. And I think that if, you know, he doesn't show up and is able to, you know, ball out over the next year or the next two, then I think that fans are going to turn on him very quickly. And a lot of them have already said, I'm done, I'm out, I'm ready to go. I'm, I'm kind of at the spot where I don't know if I'm completely there yet, but I think everything that keeps coming out more and more about with Patrick Peterson, the closer I think I get to that point. Yeah, and I think this torpedoes his trade value that he had. Mm-hmm. Um, you talk about Steve Kime holding out hope for a first-round pickup until the draft for Josh Rosen. Could you imagine what he was asking of other teams that were inquiring about Patrick Peterson? He was probably asking for multiple firsts. And if you talk about this point, even if a team wanted to trade for him, you're going to have the question marks now of future suspensions, right? Because double mm-hmm. offenders get double the punishment. Compound that with the fact that he's going to want a new contract if he goes to a new team. So I think now, like you mentioned, Blake, I think the likelihood now is they let it play out. They go probably a year-to-year basis with him. I don't think they move him now. I think they're going to play out the rest of his contract because it is reasonable, assuming he doesn't hold out or anything crazy like that. And then you reassess at the end of the two years. And if they, if they mend the fences, maybe you can get a short-term deal done. Maybe you can go year-to-year like you do with Larry Fitzgerald. Um, maybe, you know, if the Cardinals have some success on the national stage, he can see that mm-hmm. it's worth sticking around with the likes of Kyler Murray and some of the young ascending talent that the team may have. But I, I think that if they've known about this for a while, the Byron Murphy pick is a gift from the gods because <laughs> imagine had they not had Byron Murphy sitting in their lap at pick 33, who they had uh, a top 10 grade on. And imagine what that secondary would look like. Listen, Byron Murphy's not going to be Patrick Peterson maybe ever, especially in year one. But those are going to be valuable reps now for him. They're going to take their lumps. Kyler Murphy's going to see a defense now 
very similar to what he saw in Oklahoma where he seemingly had to try to produce points on every drive. So it's not like Kyler's been overly reliant on a dominant defense, and I still think the Cardinals have enough pieces defensively, especially with their pass rush with Suggs and Chandler Jones. I I don't think they're going to be as horrific as people may seem. I think Buda Baker is an ascending player. The secondary was, I think, the strongest position group on the team. Yes, it's it's a terrible loss losing Peterson for the first six games, but if you're trying to spin it in a positive light, it's not an injury, so he's not rehabbing. Uh, you get him riding uh, week seven, so you still got over half the season to play with. The Cardinals, um, they had their the most winnable games were in the first you know four to six weeks. A lot of home games, so again, you might be able to scratch and claw to two or three wins anyway. But this Cardinal team, as much as people want to convince themselves that it's better than it actually is, they're going to struggle this year regardless. And so I don't, I'm not taking this as big of a, a blow as, you know, something to the effect of if Peterson were got suspended in like the 2015 season when you thought you had a chance to compete and win a Super Bowl. I think it's more deterring for me because if you had trade value, that's probably gone now. You've missed that boat. You you had an opportunity to sell high on him midseason last year and this offseason. That's gone now. So you need to reconcile and, and, and get on the same page. We're not going to get in the front office moves in this pie because there's a rea- rapid reaction, but maybe that had something to do with, with the Peterson you know, factor. I, I, I'm just anxious to hear from the front office, from Peterson. But, man, I, I just I'll leave it at this, Blake. You've got a GM who's been suspended, and now you've got players that are being suspended team captains, like you mentioned, Ring of Honor, Hall of Fame level players. You know, you set the example from the ground up. Your administration has to set the example. Steve Kime set the example last offseason. Extreme DUI, suspended for the entire offseason, was, you know, incarcerated for, I think, 48 to 72 hours. And now Peterson's probably thinking to himself, you know, I'm immune to that. My, my uh, organization, they've got their their hands, you know, dealing with, with other things. They're, they're they got some chaos in the front office. This doesn't happen with the Eagles or the Patriots or, for the most part, these blue blood franchises. And so it it's a trickle down effect. As I say, it did happen with uh, you know a player like um, well, Julian Edelman and with the West Welker. Right. But you're right that. But never from the, their front office. Yes, and that was the biggest one. Is that like you said, the leadership? I think is something that's important and matters, and that's one of the biggest things of with last year. Was Patrick Peterson was a captain, and he did still ball out last year. Now people are going to be putting the second best season of his career into doubt, obviously, because of these PEDs that are coming in. So what it really does is it casts a dark shadow. And you're right, John, is that we've seen that there can be redemption. Like we've seen it with Tyron Matthew coming out. We've seen it with uh, other players in the past. We've also seen the opposite side, where a lot of fans right now I'm seeing are going. Is this going to be another Daryl Washington where you see the four-game suspension and kind of things are fixed, and then suddenly it turns into a much bigger problem? So I think that's one of the questions. Of, I don't think it's time to cut the losses just yet, like you said, but I, partially because you're right, the value at least has dropped. I think it is going to be an area where you'll play it out and see what happens. Right now, the best news for the Cardinals is that they have Patrick Peterson on one of the best deals in sports for his level of play and for how much they're getting for him. Now, you're still missing six games in the prime of his career in the middle of that contract, and that's going to be where the bigger blow, I think, honestly, it's a big blow to Peterson, but it's just as big a blow to the Cardinals. But you made the same point I was going to, John. 
Cardinals have the easiest stretch of their season. Now it's going to become a bit tougher, obviously, without Peterson. It means that offense is really going to have to kick things up a notch. The secondary is going to have questions. But if you can get by it as far as affecting the season when Peterson does come back, I think it'll be very interesting to see exactly how this defense is playing, how it's using a lot of unknowns right now, and then seeing what happens for the rest of the season. Because if Alford plays well and Byron Murphy does well, maybe you're right, and they start looking at, hey, we got through Patrick Peterson, we have this stock a bit, we can see about an off-season potential trade of, like you said, if this is a team that's looking to rebuild versus competing now, it's going to be really interesting to see where we're at when he comes back in at week seven. Are you looking at a Cardinals team that seems like it's on the rise, or are you looking at a Cardinals team that's like, yeah, you know, we've got talent, we've got our core players that are here, Patrick Peterson, with the age, with the questions, all this, is he going to be a core player or not by the time he comes back through the rest of the season? So I think at least we'll close with this, John. With everything that Cardinals fans are expecting, how would you personally handle the Patrick Peterson situation right now moving forward? Well, I can't go retroactive because I would have dealt him in the offseason or midseason of last year and sold high on him to a contending team that was going to offer me multiple first-round picks. I would have moved him in March, uh, shed his salary, gotten ammunition for this draft um but can't do that now so what i would do is i would let it play out he's been humbled by this he's going to be humbled in the media he's gonna if we know patrick peterson he's going to want to come back and prove that this was a one-off instance that his hall of fame candidacy is still intact so i think i i hope but i think it's just the reasonable mindset is he's going to come back and he's going to work hard and he's going to he's going to want to prove everybody wrong um, and I think that he's going to see, hopefully, the excitement that's, you know, emulating from the Cardinals and Kyler Murray and be like, hey, I, I'm going to buy into this. I want to be a part of this. So I'm not extending him. I'm not giving him more money. Because here's another thing, Blake. We talk about it all the time. Defensive backs fall off a cliff after the age of 30. And I don't want to try to connect the dots and read too much into this, but he, if he's already using PEDs to help his performance, I don't think he's rehabbing from an injury. What does that tell you about the state of where he thinks he, he's at physically? That would concern me. So I'm not going to shelve out money. It's not like outside linebackers and linemen in certain, certain positions that can play for a while. You know, we saw John Abraham produce 10 sack seasons for the Cardinals in his mid-30s. Defensive backs do not age like that. And especially when you're talking about a corner who could move to safety, but safeties are now devalued. Just It's not smart business. So I would let the contract play out for the next two years. And if you want to go year to year, um, that's fine. But if you if you want to let him walk, especially at that point, you're going to know what you have in Byron Murphy. You assume that he's going to ascend into a low to maybe even a top-end corner in this league, um, a number one corner, I should say. Then you let Peterson walk. It's simple as that. But uh, like you mentioned, Blake, you're playing with house money at this point because his contract is so cheap. What would you do? Yeah, for me, I would look at it as you can kind of say the Cardinals right now, honestly, are holding pretty much all of the cards, even though Peterson in that sense of, you know, that he's messed up, at least really hurts them. I think you kind of have to treat it as we've already been burned once by the Daryl Washington season. So even though I could probably say you could make an argument to say, hey, let's go ahead and extend him now short term, kind of lock it up on a cheap deal because his value is never going to be lower than that as it is at this point, you could gamble and bet on that. But like you said, John, I think what I would probably do is let it play out for until the end of the year. And then, like you said, if there's any type of extension, obviously it'll have to either be short or it'll have to have extra protection. But it might be at this point easier for the Cardinals to take a look at how much they're investing in the position, how much they're investing in Byron Murphy. If you wanted to make the argument that within the next two years, the Cardinals should draft another corner to replace Patrick Peterson at some point and then let him walk after the second year. 
I think that's what I do. Honestly, he'll be 31 at that point. You've got him on a great deal. I think you have to look at Peterson and if he decides to say, Hey, we're going to hold out or not play for the team. Cause he, he, at this point, John, he's got no choice, but to play and rehab his image. Like he doesn't have any type of leverage here because of the move that he's made. And the Cardinals in essence by, you know, being reported that, Part of the reason he was upset was that they did not restructure, change his deal around to you know, help him save some of the dollars. Apparently it was done for Tom Brady before his suspension. I think that means that the Cardinals, they're not going to be playing softball with him either. I think if they're upset with this, I think Steve Kime, having been through the Daryl Washington situation, is going to play this by ear. And honestly, at the end of the day, John, I think if you take a look at that deal with the extra two years for Peterson, he's on a great deal. I was a fan of saying, hey, you could use that money, extend and keep him for this Kyler Murray contract. Now, John, I think I lean with you. I think you play it by year, you go for it, and then when it's 31, perhaps it's going to be a spot where if other teams are willing to pay him more and take that on, you just say, hey, well, we got, you know, 10 or so incredible years out of him. Let him walk, potentially finish his career elsewhere. Otherwise, you're right. I think that it's turned into a short term. Um, but, yeah, this is the path where Peterson's going to have to walk this line of, basically trying to get back into redemption. And if he slips up or has errors or is upset with the team, it'll become pretty clear overall that he was not one of those core players that the Cardinals believed he was as far as the, the big four that we've talked about for the most part. You'll be looking at this team being remembered with Patrick Peterson ultimately as either a fantastic player, one of the all-time greats for the Cardinals who slipped up, or you'll be looking at it as this is a guy who did awesome for a long, large number of years and then fell off the bandwagon, alienated everyone and even himself. So decision ultimately rests in Peterson's hands. And I, I'm, I'm curious to see how it'll go, John, because it's, it's gonna, this is a story that we have only seen once before, but it's not like it was a drug-related policy. We've seen this before, obviously, with D-Wash. I think what Cardinals fans don't want to have, obviously, is going to be a repeat of that situation. Um, and so that's where I think you have to take it one step at a time, one year at a time, maybe even one week at a time with Patrick Peterson. Yep, he's got the worst three things you can be as an NFL defensive back or really as a player. He's old now, he's expensive, and he's mm -hmm. got a track record of suspension. And those three big reasons are why I think you can't trade him now and you just yep. have to keep him and, and hope he produces for you. So everybody that didn't want to trade him to begin with, you're going to get your wish because I, I just can't see them moving off of him now for you know anything less than a first-rounder, and you're not going to get that at this point. So I think they're going to let him finish out his deal, and then hopefully at that point, like you mentioned, Blake, you've got an ascending young player in Murphy. If you want to take another quarter, no problem. But uh, I think here's, I, I'll end with this, Blake. I think Cardinal fans should take solace in knowing that you've got the best years of Patrick Peterson's career. You guys won a decent amount of games. You think about – the teams that were really good were in the peak of his career, 2013, 2014, 2015. Um, so you got a lot of mileage out of Peterson. You talk about his fantastic rookie season with all the return touchdowns. I mean, really, they have never really been awful outside of this past year with Peterson. And so, you know, it, it, you got to move on. You can't romanticize players. You can't romanticize the past. Um, and hopefully the Cardinals are able to build a new young nucleus of players uh, starting with, of course, Kyler Murray. Yep, totally agree, John. And the reaction from Peterson will be fan fascinating to see because as of right now, there's been no public response. There's been no you know, Twitter, Instagram comments or anything. There's been not really even an apology. The fact that he got busted for not just four games but for six because he tried to conceal, that would be the biggest worry. It's less a chance of a slip-up or a mess-up, but more of a you know you did something wrong and you're trying to conceal it and then getting upset when, 
you're the one who screwed up and the team is not. So to me, that's the biggest ultimate concern. And it's also, like you said, because of each of those, doesn't give you a whole lot of trade value or leverage at this point. So it'll be interesting to see what the Cardinals do moving forward. I'm going to be very curious uh, to see what Peterson does moving forward as well. Well, thank you guys again for joining us for this quick rapid reaction. Uh, it's definitely huge news. We wanted to make sure we got something in quick for you guys today. Um, it'll be one of the biggest talked about stories, I think, of the 2019 season for the Cardinals. But as John even said, it's not. It's going to be even more so. The Cardinals are going to be overshadowed by Kyler Murray because if their defense does turn out to be leaky in the secondary, difficult without that corner on there, Kyler is going to have to be running and throwing for a lot of yards. So that'll be it for us, at least for today. Thank you all for joining. You can find us again, as always, on revengeofthebirds.com. Make sure that you're following our Twitter accounts. Um, I'm available to talk anytime or if you want to send, you know, your Patrick Peterson tweets and complaints for a later episode to at Blake Murphy 7. John, where can the listeners find you? I am at Johnny's Football. We appreciate all the support. Wait, wait, wait. Uh, and Did you say Johnny's Football? Excuse me, not Johnny's Football. That has now become a parody account. I am at Johnny Touchdown now. Thank you. I have to break that habit. At Johnny Touchdown. Uh, we appreciate all the support. Uh, we had an influx of support, fans reaching out, uh, following the draft, asking for content. That, that is why we do this. We love uh, being able to give a fan perspective, uh, and we appreciate all the continued support. So thank you, guys, and keep those questions coming. Absolutely. Thanks again for joining, everyone. Take care. We'll see you next time.